Hello, everyone. Welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays. You can tell with both of our voices. We are in our deep baritones today because it is early when we're recording it. But because we um, love you all so much, we didn't want to leave you hanging. We wanted to get this episode out. Um, we only have a few more episodes left of the season. We got this one, then we got next week's, and then the week after. And the week after, we know it is a big trivia match. Um, and then we're done. And then we are going on a hiatus until January um, because of the holidays. But um, season, uh, season four, <laughs> phase four is done, which means we got to do some phase four wrap up stuff. And this week we're doing yes. a villains ranking. We did a big villains ranking, I think, two years ago almost. And now we're back with another villains ranking um, since or I guess it was more like a year and a half ago we did a villains ranking. We have another one now for all the Phase 4 villains, and not even all of them, but but 25 of them, because we realized there's a lot of, like, bit villains, little sidekick villains. We went with, like, the 25 most prominent ones uh, to rank. It's smaller than our 30 of last time, because we we didn't want to make an episode that's two and a half hours long again. So, um, But I am joined, of course, by Kelsey. Kelsey, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling? And are you excited now that Phase 4 is wrapped to, like, start just reflecting on it? I am excited. I'm happy to be here as always still. I'm doing great. And uh, I'm excited to just do another ranking with you. It's been a minute yeah. since we've ranked anything. Right. So yeah. We, we got a lot of ranking videos for you this month. You know, this week we're doing the phase four villains. Next month we're going to be talking about as a whole and we will be in phase four. So it's going to be pretty mm -hmm. fun. And uh, as I said, uh, the next week we're ranking the competitors uh and to see if kelsey still ranks on the top for for marvelous um or if she will fall to the ranks of well technically whoever's below the champions the number one contender they're still ranked number one so you're past number one uh so if you lose <laughs> to noah you'll still be the number one contender so you'll still be number one either way um that's a good way to look at it thank yeah, you before Joe. we get into our villains ranking though let's just talk really quickly we got a trailer I don't want to talk we too sure much. Did. I'm cry if I do. Um, it was it was a sad one. <laughs> it was mm. like one of those like ah, so great to see them, but we know this is the end because James Gunn has said like this is his last movie directing as the the Guardians of the Galaxy and with this cast. And the cast even said they weren't going to make a movie unless James Gunn was involved, which is why Disney hired him back after all that fiasco happened of the tweets that surfaced from 10, 10 years past. You know, mm -hmm. Disney hired him back and said, all right, you can make this movie. And so this cast was on board. But that leaves me to think that, you know, James Gunn's going to become the Kevin Feige of DC. And mm. the cast said they only want to do Guardians movies if James Gunn's in them, uh, involved in them. Uh, you know, they'll still pop up in some Avengers stuff. But like an actual Guardians movie looks like this will probably be the last one. So mm. um, it, it looks like it's going to be a good send off, but a sad one. But Kelsey, what do you think of this trailer? Do you have any thoughts, any specific beats? Um, honestly, the only thing that I really remember from this trailer is the fact that Gamora's in it. <laughs> yeah, Gamora's in it, and she's not just in it, but, like, there's sh shots of her, like, with the group. Uh, and yeah. On the and on the new poster they released, too, she's, like, with the group. So, uh, I assume they'll figure out the Gamora stuff rather early, um, because I thought this whole movie was gonna be about that, uh, but it seems like yeah. maybe the movie's gonna be about something else. Uh, we did get a shot of Will Poulter as Adam. It looks yes, like it's gonna did. be much more of a makeup thing than a CGI thing, which, thank God, um, mm -hmm. I, I like that look. Uh, we also got the other villain, uh, I'm forgetting his name now, the guy from Peacemaker, he's in it. Um, and we got a lot of Rocket, and 
I know. Yes. I know we're losing someone, and I hope it's not Rocket. But James Gunn has said on record that Rocket is his favorite character, and in the shot we get that great shot of him as a baby. Yeah. And then, and then we get the one of him hugging his otter friend, and then we get another yeah. one of him like, crying. Then we get another yeah. one of him saying, "I'm done running," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Like I'm like that. They're making it too obvious that Rocket's done for. Maybe they're gonna bait and switch us and maybe someone else is gonna die and like rocket's gonna have this great like retirement kind of captain america steve rogers moment at the end where he's like i'm gonna go live on the moon or something yeah um, yeah yeah but i i'm nervous for for a good pal rocket because there's also this that shot of chris pratt and uh mantis just like chris pratt star lord and mantis just like crying over a body or something they're like <gasps> i'm like oh my god yeah it's I, I i can't handle it i can't handle this trailer this i would trailer not be able to handle bad. it I don't think that, honestly, <clears throat> if this is, well, this is going to be like the last installment of the Guardians as we as we know them. And I don't yeah. think that death would be a good send off for any of them. Like, I don't I don't right. think that we would want to end this chapter on such a devastating note. So I feel like mm -hmm. if anyone if anyone goes in this movie, I feel like it's going to be very like someone who's adjacent to the guardians and not one of the guardians themselves, or at least that's what I'm telling myself because True. I would not be able to handle right. a rocket now this death point too, or any like, of them dying. At this point too, it's like the guardians. Now the ones who are adjacent have now been kind of like inducted in like Kraglin is considered a guardian. Now Nebula is a guardian. Mantis is a guardian. Oh, yeah, and that's, so is that's Cosmo the dog. So it's like, if they kill off <laughs> Cosmo the dog, I, I can't handle that. She's Oh, the that's position, just, that but, would like, just be cruel. That would be cruel. Um, but great trailer, great use of music. I love the little shot of them all in those like colorful jumpsuits. It was very Among Us. Um, yeah, not, yes, not really yes. a ton left to say because it, obviously it's a teaser, so it didn't give away too much. But um, are you excited to see it? <laughs> obviously, Dill, yeah, yes. I'm are. very excited. Um, yeah, but let's get into this villain ranking just because it's like, you know, we, we only got so much time and I want to make sure we can talk uh, as much as we want about the, the best villains. The, the worst yeah. villains we can skip right over. But we have 25 villains for you. And how it worked last time is we had 30, so it was a perfect third. But this time we're just going to say um, we're going to go through this villains ranking from 25 to 1. Uh, I will start my 25, then we'll go to Kelsey's 25, then my 24, then her 24. How it works, though, is because we all have different tastes. Let's say let, let's say we put Thanos on this list. He's not on this list, but let's say Thanos was on the list. And I had him all the way at number 30 or number 24. And Kelsey had him in at number like 13. She would say, let's save him for later, Dill. Uh, so if they're in our bottom fives, we'll talk about that. If they're in our middle 10, so like our 11 to 19 range or our 11 to 20 range, we'll save them for later. And if they're in our top 10, we'll save them even further for later. So yeah, like let's say I'm, I have Thanos at 24. Kelsey has him all the way in number one. She'll say save him for later, Dill. And then when we get to it, uh, the higher placement we'll get to it. But if Thanos is her 22 and my 24, then we'll just talk about him then. Um, but let's just go through who the villains are. And I have them alphabetically, I think, here. Uh, it's the random order that StreamYard put them when I when I loaded them in. And I have the pictures ready to go uh, so we can talk about them with the pictures in the uh, frame with us. We have Agatha nice. Harkness for WandaVision. We have Dr. Otto Octavius for Spider-Man No Way Home. We've got Mr. Dracov from Black Widow. We got Echo from... Um, uh, Hawkeye and again some of these people have heroic moments but are the main antagonists for their movies at least uh, we know she's right. going to get a spinoff series but right now she's she was the villain of Hawkeye uh, we have Electro uh, aka Max Dillon we have Gore the God Butcher we have Mr. Kingpin 
from Hawkeye. We have the Green Goblin, a.k.a. Willem Dafoe. Oh, no, sorry, a.k.a. Norman Osborn. I just said his <laughs> acting name. We have Ravona Rensler uh, from Loki, season one. We got Carly Morgenthau from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We've got Kazi, and this is kind of like also encompassing the entire Red Suit Mafia. We didn't want to like, or the Track Suit Mafia. We didn't want to like mm-hmm. put them all separately, but like Kazi represents the, the greater group. Um, <laughs> then we have Crow. Uh, Crow or Cro- Crew? How do you pronounce it? I would say Crow. Crow. Okay, from Eternals. Uh, we have the Lizard from Spyway Home. We have got Najma, the mommy of uh, what's his name from Miss Marvel. Um, Karan. Yep. Uh, and then we've got uh, the Sandman from No Way Home. A lot of No Way Home villains because there were a lot of them. We got the Taskmaster for Black Widow, aka uh, Andrea Drakov. Then we've got uh, Scarlet Antonia. Witch herself because she Antonia. Did I write? Oh, I made a typo Antonia. on my spreadsheet. Antonia no Drakov. Well, there's a trivia question you're not going to get now, Kels. Um, and, and then we have a. Uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, who is the villain of the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So uh, we are looking at her as a villain in this ranking. Uh, but of course, we'll talk about our rubric. Like other stuff comes into play, obviously. Uh, Titania from She Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yes, she was a villain. Yes, she was in that show. Also from She Hulk, Todd, aka the Hulk King. And then we got US Agent, aka John Walker from The Falcon and the Winter. And lastly, we've got Wen Wu from. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, a.k.a. Dad, a.k.a. The Mandarin. Um, so those are our 25 villains that we will be covering in this episode. And wait, I forgot one. Did I not put a picture of her? Who? All right, I'm going to put a picture of Valentina in there because she's not on here. Um, and Arashem didn't make this either. Okay, so so there's a little bit of uh, transport issues getting with these villains in here. Hold on one sec. Um, I also forgot Arthur Harrow. Wow, I'm forgetting a lot of people. Um, Kelsey, why don't you tell us about the the breakdown of the rubric and what five categories we're looking at while I'm getting all these pictures? Sure. <laughs> notice how I didn't even like notice. I, I the fact that you like realized. Good for you, Dale. Mm. So we ranked these villains oh, I using more too. Wow, I'm so dumb using a uh, categorical system here. So we have five categories that we rank them um, on a scale from one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. Um, And our five categories were performance, the actor's performance and portrayal of this role, um, relevance, how uh, relevant they are to the MCU as a whole, um, their backstory. If we really get a good understanding about why and how they became a villain. Um, their style, this is just like how they look, their fighting style, you know, all that jazz. And last but not least, fear factor. Just simply at the end of the day, how scared are we of this villain yeah. and how nervous do we get when we see yeah. them on screen? Yeah, if we're walking down an alleyway, would we want to see Arisham or would we want to see Titania? Like, well, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and we'll get there. But speaking of, like, I, I have the last four villains. We have Arisham uh, from Eternals, of course. We have Arthur Harrow from Moon Knight. We have Valentina Allegra de Fontaine from several projects. She's kind of like the Nick Fury of the villains. And then we got Namor, who is the most recent villain. Uh, I do not know why I forgot their pictures, but they were ready loaded. But now that we've got them all in there. Um, nice. Yeah, this was this was very tough. Uh, some of these people scored very high, like across the board, and some of them yeah. scored very low across the board. So, Kelsey, 
I'm going to kick us off with our 25. If this is in your top 20, we'll save him for la- save her for later. I kind of alluded to it earlier, but it's uh, Jamila Jamil's very own Titania from She-Hulk, Attorney of Law. Do you have her higher? So she is my 24. Okay, okay good. So let's talk so about higher, her but not by much. Yeah, so you got her higher one spot. So she will end up at the bottom of our rankings because 25 plus 24 is uh, 49, which out of 50 is probably the lowest you can get. Um, so, yeah, tell us, tell us about Titania, Kels. What do, what do you think? I mean, there's not much to say, but. I ranked her a little bit higher than the other person I put just because I, first of all, she is a fantastic actress. So I mm-hmm. had to give her some props for that. And also, at least she has some style to her. You know, she yep. has very flashy outfits. She is, you know, uh, a great look to her. So I gave her points uh, for that. But otherwise, all the complaints that you have about her, Dill, I, I agree. I think that, you know, we could remove this character and uh, the character that I have as my 25. And I feel like She-Hulk would... S- honestly probably be a better show i think that it would function much better and it would function fine without either of the two characters we have from gotcha. uh the she hulk uh villain yeah. so it, it's funny because you you kind of alluded to what your 25 is and that's my 24 yeah. uh, so we'll talk about that in a <laughs> but, but Interesting. I, I, I think i think the reason titania is a little lower is i i just think her function in the overall story is just less like i think she not being there would not change the story at, at all. Like what uh-huh. we, the, the turn of events and stuff like that. Like I, I do gave her points for style. She ranked highest in style across the five performance was fine, but I ranked her almost near zero in fear factor and relevance uh, and yeah. backstory. Cause we do, we get no backstory. We get, she's really not relevant to the MCU and she's not scary. So I, yeah. I think that's, that's one thing uh, that I, I had in, in account. Um, my 25, that was your 24, your 25. I'm assuming you alluded to it is the other villain from Geolk, which is my 24 Todd Phelps, uh, AKA yes. King, is that correct? Kels? So, yep. Um, I'll, I'll just tell you why I love Titania it is because strictly for the uh, idea that uh, he had a little bit more of a backstory. Like he kind of is, the encompassment of the nasty men that she encounters. So I think that kind of gives me a little bit more bonus points for him. And the fact that like, I think he's a little scarier because he represents the whole that she Hulk is trying to fight this whole series. And he's like that humanized embodiment of that. And I think that is, is a, uh, it makes him more relevant. I think to the story is the fact that like, he is the representation of the dirty men in her life. So I think he's a more solid villain as a character. I don't like him. I don't enjoy seeing him. So like, you know, the performance is not, I, the, the style is definitely not high he doesn't fight i think that's a big yeah. shock for him and uh he's, he doesn't have the fear factor but I, I do think he has the relevance and backstory in this particular series to put him above titania for me but because we both have him in the bottom spots they're tied now for last uh at 49 uh yeah total. so uh that's that's pretty cool uh, what, what do you think of todd phelps well first of all i just think that he's kind of annoying and the thing yeah. about um <laughs> She-Hulk is that the last episode, although very entertaining and out of the box and and everything that it was, it completely kind of discredits everything that he was trying to do at the end. Like after, Mm. you know, she goes to see Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, and they delete the whole like blood, someone trying to get her blood uh, plot line, um, he kind of really becomes like super useless to me and like 
so I don't know. It's not necessarily his fault. It's more of just like the, how, how the show ended um, and, right. the, and the turn that it took. But uh, yeah, so I just like didn't see his purpose at all. I really just thought that he was annoying. And I was like, if I'm if you're going to be a villain, like at least be either like scary or fun to watch or be one of those villains that I'm like, I can see I can watch them and like kind of see their point of view almost. You know what I right. mean? But yeah, he and, just and, like is none of those things. So yeah, I'm just and, like, and I agree. 25. I, I don't I don't think Titania is that is that either. But but I agree with you. Like those are the two worst. And and I think that's the one mm-hmm. thing she Hulk doesn't have is is like a solid villain. I don't think it needs it though. You know, like we've talked about yeah. how like just the fact that she is a woman having to go through all this, like that society is the villain in that in that show. But we did have to right. you know pick out a few names. Uh so my 23 uh, I don't know if this is going to be higher. Uh, if this is in your top 20, let me know. But it is um, Kamran's mother, Najma, from Miss Marvel. Do you have her in your bottom five? Um, She's not in my bottom five. All right, so we'll move on. What is your number 23? My number 23 is Dr. Kurt Connors, from, a.k.a. Lizard, from um, uh, No Way Home. We're going to save him for later. He's not in my bottom five. Um, okay. Yeah, so my number 22 <laughs> is probably the biggest letdown of the list for me. And that is um, daughter Dracov from Black Widow, a.k.a. the Taskmaster. Um, yeah, we're going to have to save her for later. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, moving right along, what's your 22? Okay, so spoiler alert, I kind of put three villains that all kind of serve the same purpose, like one right after another. So okay. my 22 is Flint Marco slash okay. Sandman. Yeah, well, we'll save him <clears throat> a little later. He's not too much higher up, but we'll talk about him and Kirk Connors in just a bit. Um, sure. And so I assume your 21 is also from that movie? Yes. All right, so we're going to save him for later anyway, so don't even talk about it now because okay. uh, my, number 20, <laughs> my number 21 is from Eternals, and that is Crow. Okay, so Crow is, he's just right out of my bottom five. He's 19 right. for me. All right, let's talk about him now then. Uh, so he's my 21, you're 19, uh, which means he's probably going to like at this point in the ranking this low. Uh, where is he? Where is he? I can't find a picture of him. There he is, Crow. And and this one we need to kind of like lean over because he's taking up more of the screen here. But we don't really need to talk a lot about him um, because I think he almost comes, he almost leaves as soon as he comes, like, I feel like he gets mm-hmm. sliced up by Angelina Jolie just as soon as we meet him. Um, yeah. I, I gave him a little bit of bonus points because Bill Skarsgård's great. You know, the, he's, mm-hmm. he plays Pennywise the clown in It. And, you know, like, I, I like his voice, his inflections and stuff. He's got a cool mm-hmm. look to him. I think it's kind of cool that he kind of comes from the, what are they called? The the Deviants or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, like, he's, he's isn't he, like, Gilgamesh's, like, doesn't he, like, suck up Gilgamesh? Like, how does he come to be again? So, I, I need, he, I recap. he's a Because these deviant. Eternals villains are, you know, a little over my head. Yeah, so he's a deviant that kind of becomes, like, self-aware. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like it, if, it, like, a robot kind of, like, came to life. Like, he's conscious now. I think he's the deviant that kill or, like, not kills, but... Well, yeah, kills um Ajax and takes her healing powers. Right. Then he goes on to kill um Gilgamesh and I think it's honestly because like I don't think the Deviants have ever been successful in taking down one of the Eternals that like since he is he's able to you know absorb their power and you know he kind of just realizes like what his purpose in life is and like Mm -hmm. why he's been created and um and all that so I, I think that's a really cool idea like the design I think I put for style and uh 
performance, I, I went really high on him because I think like he has a mm-hmm. really cool style, just how he came to be, just the way he looks, the, the kind of tentacle looking things on the back. But the only thing is I don't yeah. think he's very relevant at the end of the day. And, and I don't find yeah. him in t- particularly fun backstory wise. He kind of just comes to be, he doesn't really have a big backstory and he's not that yeah. scary. Um, so yeah, like that's why he ranked lower. I, I think Eternals, the weakest part of Eternals are the villains, but I still think mm-hmm. like he's a cool villain. He's cooler, much cooler than the ones I already named, but I, yeah, I, I don't think he's as cool as he could have been. Yeah, I, I get that deal. I had him, you know, ranked pretty evenly for performance and fear factor. I thought that he was kind of scary. Yeah. I wouldn't want to encounter him in a dark <laughs> alley Fair. just because he, he looks very intimidating and mm-hmm. and scary. But oh, sure. um, at the end of the day, I feel like Icarus is more of a villain to Eternals than yeah the actual yeah. villains yeah i thought about recommending him for this list but it's just like it's so hard because he's like a twist villain at the end and i feel like yeah we, you know it's hard to judge that because like how scary is he in the movie if you spend the whole time trusting it I, I i guess maybe he would rank pretty highly on my list but he's like not the main villain to me still like i feel like it's more i, I don't know i, I think it no, I... lacks in the villains department a little bit um yeah i i get you so what is the last of your bottom five? What's your number 21? Uh, my number 21 is... Oh, um, was that that was one of the ones from Spider-Man, right? Yes. My yeah, number okay. 20... Yeah, what's your 20? Is uh, Ravona Renslayer from Okay, Loki. so she's so now that we're in our middle 10, let's talk about our middle 10. She's in my middle 10. She's actually my number 14. I have her a little higher. Um, wow, you have her much yeah. higher than me. I mean, yeah, I mean, th- this is the middle tier. This is like the one, the villains that we think are good, uh, but not not bad, not great. Um, uh, why don't you start with her since you like her a little less? Like, wh- where did you where did you fall with her? I mean, I uh, honestly, we I got to her deal when it came to like, you know, scoring her and everything. And I was like, she's kind of not even a villain like it's not that i'm upset that she's like even on this list but because like at the end of the day like i guess if you had to pick an antagonist in loki like i guess it it is her um Mm -hmm. but it she's just kind of like this she's just serving this this like organization she works for and she doesn't even 100 percent understand why she's doing it but she knows that if she doesn't like bad things will happen. And I understand the purpose of the TVA and like why it needs to exist. And, and I understand why people want to, you know, take it down and how it can be really troublesome for people like, you know, Sylvie who spends her whole life, you know, running from them. But it's just like, you know, it's like, she doesn't even know who the timekeepers are or what they're really up to. And like, she doesn't even know who's in charge and she doesn't really fight anyone. She has like a bunch of people do kind of like, her bidding for her and she just kind of like commands the room. I mean, it's a fantastic performance. Like this actress did a, a really great job, but mm. I don't know. She, she's just kind of villain yeah. wise. She's just kind of boring to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think she's the villain. I do kind of like the idea that she isn't like in control and like that almost kind of makes her more like, more complex of a character because she i think she's kind of realizing as it's going along that a lot of the stuff she's mm-hmm. been her hearing is a lie like i don't think she's necessarily in the know for a lot of the show but i think that's what makes her villainous is that she's still trying to do what's right and she's still trying to get her way and i think the reason why she ended up higher on my list is honestly because the performance is so good 
and the yeah. actual relevance in the story is so good. Like she has these ties to Owen Wilson's character. She has a tie to the characters. Like she feels like a very big presence in that show. And I do have her hire for backstory because I think she has some stuff that's like really meaty. There's a lot of stuff to get on uh, with her backstory. I, I do agree though. Her her fear factor is not high. Her style is just kind of eh. But like I, mm-hmm. I really do think her performance and those pr- those pruning sticks too are, are kind of scary too. So I, I did give her a little credit for that. Um, yeah. The fact that she does prune away Loki. I mean, like if there is no beyond, if there is no extra mile or whatever, like that's that's scary. Um, yeah. You know that that could be it for them. So uh, I agree. Like I don't think she's amazing. Like twenty five. Uh, what what's the middle of that? Twelve point five. So she's still in my bottom half. Um, mm-hmm. but she's a little bit higher because I just think the other ones down there are either just like not as big of a character don't serve as big an importance i guess um and i think her performance kind of saves it too um yeah yeah. for sure so my number 20 is uh i kind of just put the eternals villains lower because i just don't really love them that much but i did put rshm because i think he is a little scarier than crow do you have rshm in your Mm -hmm. 11 through 20 yeah he's my number 17 all right perfect so let's talk about him now um yeah so he's my 20 as i said uh, I, I like RSM as like a presence. I think he's definitely a very daunting, scary presence. His fear factor definitely got points, uh, but he loses some points for the performance. Obviously, it's not really a performance. It's a little bit of a voice performance, but it's, you know, it's not like the rest of the group. Um, and, and then like the backstory and relevance, like he's very relevant in the story. But like, again, like we haven't really gotten a lot of Eternals talk in the rest of the MCU. So like how sure. relevant is RSM right now? I don't know, but yeah, he definitely gets style and fear factor points for me. Like he's just a cool looking thing. I like the idea of Arsham. I like the fact that he's it's, it's almost like the Dormammu of the last villains ranking. It's like how do you fit him in? Um, so I put him like right here at twenty. Like he's not in the bottom five, but like he's you know he's somewhere in there. Um, yeah, in, in the bottom of the middle tier. Uh, what do you think of Arsham? Um, he ranked a little bit higher for Crow for me as well, just because, yeah, I think that his, it is a scary, uh, performance. I think that this, um, actor did a great job voicing, um, Arishim. Um, and I think that he ranked a little bit higher in relevance for me, Dill, just because I feel like the Celestials, you know, like we've already, we met a Celestial in phase three and we didn't even you know, like realize it and it was ego, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I feel like these, you know, beings are going to become more relevant in, especially like, you know, teasing for like the, the next Eternals movie, like, you know, he fully takes, um, Fastos, Kingo and, um, Gemma Chance character, uh, Cersei. So it's like, he's going to definitely become more relevant right. as you know sure. the mcu progresses but um so yeah he just he's just uh middle middle of the road for me really there you go um so your 19 was uh my 19 is uh another villain from black widow and that is drakov where do you have drakov is he in your middle 10 he is number 15 for me all right so let's talk about him now my 19 you're 15 tell us about drakov Kels. what do you think so Drakeoff, I ranked him a little bit higher than these other people just because I thought that I mean relevance I kind of I kind of ranked it like kind of liberally. I <laughs> really like uh took a liberal um approach to relevance here because 
he is really relevant to Natasha's story. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not necessarily the rest of the MCU, but like he is like literally like the reason why Black Widow is who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I, I had him really, super high for relevance. Yeah. I, I took that into consideration. Um, I also took in uh, this performance. This is a great performance. Um, and, you know, he doesn't really have a style because like Ravona Renslayer, he has, you know, an army of people to do all the, you know, all the fighting for him. So that was like, he was lower on that for me. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that he's like a, I think that he's an interesting character and I like that he kind of just like sits on this throne of like, yeah, I have all this money and power. Like, what are you going to do? And you know, she, she defeats him at the end. So it's like, it's, you know, super powerful. Like he is Natasha's main villain and the fact, or like main demon rather. And, uh, the fact that she, you know, uh, beats him is cathartic to watch. Yeah. I, I, I docked him lower for like backstory and performance and style, but I think the fear factors up there. I definitely think the relevance though is what puts him higher on, on my list. Like he's 19, which is not super high, but like, I think he's super relevant. Like you said, in Natasha's story and he does have a scariness to the fact that he's just this like old white guy, like, and he's still able to get all this power. Like that's a scary thing. That's, that's like, you know, like unsettling, not necessarily scary, but unsettling. Um, yeah, for sure. Great comp. Um, my 18 and 17, you've already mentioned, so we'll, we'll kind of go through them now. My 18 is actually, I flip-flopped 18 and 17, so like you had one lower than the other, but my 18 is Flint Marco from Spider-Man No Way Home, and my 17 is Lizard. So we'll talk about uh, my 18 first. I put Lizard slightly above just because I think his he's a little scarier. Uh, that's okay. basically it. Because I think the okay. two of them serve the same purpose, and the fact that they're both voiceover performances. So that's that's uh-huh. already where the other three are over them. And yeah. then the two of them just feel like they're like the afterthoughts of the five. Like the other three have more substantial arcs because also they are the main villains of the th- of like the big three Spider-Man. Like Green Goblin is Tom Holland's villain in this movie. Doc Ock has a connection with Tobey Maguire and Jamie Foxx has a connection with Andrew Garfield. Whereas like I think the other two are just kind of like there for the ride. And I like Sandman for the fact that, like, his fighting style's cool. He's got a good backstory, obviously. Like, all these villains have great backstories because of the other movies they were in. Like, you have a lot of backstory to flesh out. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, like, I, I think he's a scarier villain than he is a good character in this movie. I think he's just kind of there just to add to the fun. I don't get an arc from Sandman and Sandman yeah. Lizard. But, again, like, Sandman, like, if I look at the two way, I'm going to want to stay away from lizard more than i am sandman like sandman still has like the whole idea of like he's just this dad fighting for his his daughter and that makes him a little less scary which is why i put him down here uh but i put him at 18 you had to uh what what do you think of sandman so honestly for a a lot of the for these three villains um Mm -hmm. specifically for no way home they ranked so low with backstory jail just because like because they're you know you okay because if you've seen you know andrew garfield's movies and toby mcguire's movies obviously you know their backstory but for no way home like if you just go into no way home and have not seen any of the other spider-man movies Mm. these are just random guys to you like you don't really get Mm, a whole like ton of their stuff you know what i mean like at Uh, least 
So especially for Flint and uh, Dr. Connors, I just think that I ranked Flint a little bit higher uh, than Dr. Connors just because I feel like he has a little bit of a, I want to do the right thing and, and I want to get home. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, it's a little more day, multidimensional. Like, yeah. Yeah. He kind of has more layers to him rather than like, you know, Dr. Connors is just like, well, I'm here now and I'm a lizard and I'm just, I'll make all these people try to be lizards too. Like, it's just, you know, I didn't really get yeah. th- Like, I just feel like the villains in no way home other than doc ock and green goblin kind of don't really have an objective in the movie they're kind of just there and i Mm. get it like it makes it more exciting because it's like oh my god all these people from past movies but again if you haven't seen those past movies then these are just people (laughs) you know what i mean yeah the way i approach it though is like I mean, people going to that movie, a lot of them had seen them. And, and and honestly, that if we're going by that logic, then I think two of the other villains earlier I might have to dock down because, like, I think a lot of previous knowledge of other movies has a lot to do with it. Like, like mm. I think of, um, like, even Ego. Like, the first the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you hear so much about how Peter doesn't have his dad. So when he meets his dad in the second one, like, that's, like, an effective thing. Like, I think... He, I think other movies still add to that backstory in a way. Yeah, but um, these are movies that are completely out of the MCU. Right, but now that this movie exists, they're tying all the movies into the MCU. So now they technically are part of the, the canon um, to some way. That's what I I'm guess. saying. Like, like, I agree to I disagree. Mean, I mean, Peter and Ned build a Death Star Lego set. Does that mean Star Wars movies are not part of the MCU? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a tricky conversation now. It's like, what exists? What do we know? What don't we know? Uh, but I see mm-hmm. what you mean. Like in in a vacuum, you know, you, you don't get all this backstory, but I still think they kind of give you a little bit at the end where like Toby is talking to him about like his daughter saving him and all that stuff where you get a little bit of backstory. But I, I see your argument now. Like, like that makes me think like maybe I need to readjust some of these, but um, mm. I'm going to stick with it. They're still lower on my list. Um, and let's talk about Lizard while we're at it, just because I, I said what I said. Like, I, I think he's kind of the same Sandman, but like a little scarier to me. And that's why I put him higher. Yeah. But again, he, he's my 17. Flint is my 18. Uh, why did you put him lower again? Just because he's not as multidimensional. I yeah, he's just not as multidimensional and he doesn't really do much in No yeah. Way Home other than just like right. be there. Yeah, that whole scene they keep him in a van. Like it's <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like, well, you wait outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do like the idea of, of also again, like this is my own prior knowledge coming in, the fact that he is like Peter's teacher, like Dr. Kirk Connors, and then he becomes this lizard guy. Like I think that's really interesting. Uh but again, like that's you you make a good point. That's not in the MCU proper, so how do we know that? Um, all right, cool. Let's keep going. He's though. Uh, really freaky to look at. Can we take yeah. him off? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, let's put someone else, someone else on there. Is, is uh, this lady in your middle ten? Is Valentina Allegra de Fontaine in your middle ten? No. Oh, she's in your <laughs> top ten. Okay, then we're not going to talk about her now. Uh, who's your sixteen? Uh, my sixteen is Nejma from Miss Marvel. Uh, yes. Okay. So I talked about her. Nejma. She's my twenty. She was my 23. So uh, let's get her on the screen. She's a lot less scary. She's actually beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> tell me, tell me what about, uh, she's your number 16, right? Uh, tell, tell me what you, I guess what you enjoy about Najma that I might not. Uh, let me pull up her. What did I score her? 
Oh, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why you're looking. Like, I, I scored her pretty fairly fine on performance, backstory, yeah. and relevance because I think she has a big impact on the show. The fact that she's Comrade's mom and stuff, but yeah. her style, her style and fear factor is not high for me. Like, I never once. Yeah. And her style, I ranked her super low just because, like, she doesn't really have any sort of cool and interesting fighting style. Like, I think sure. people fight a lot more than her. Um, I just think I her, mean... as a villain, like, her whole plot line is the weakest for me. It's like, I'm so much more invested in her figuring out school, middle school life than I am her going off to in back, back in time travel with this woman. And I don't know. Like, I, I feel sure. like honestly, she would have been a better villain if it was all about, like, her and Kamran and like kind of like the the mom who's a little overbearing like if she was just a mom for this guy she liked like that would have been more interesting to me like kind of like Michael Keaton in, in coming being mm. like honestly that's all you needed but then they kind of give her all this mythology that I just don't think is that interesting but sure. uh, I might need to rewatch Miss Marvel to get a better sense of her but I just remember her being so bland as a villain for me I mean so I got so I was ranking her and I got to fear factor and I was like immediately like same as you I was like oh well, she's not very scary but then I thought about her honestly Jill and I was like she's kind of really ruthless like mm. she's just trying to get back to where she came from so much like so hard that she literally leaves her son behind like her one and only child I'm assuming mm. and is literally like leave him like he betrayed us and, you know, she's battling, like, this teenage girl the whole time. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, she literally just, like, is doing whatever she can to get what she wants. And I had to admire that a little bit. So I, I had to, I ranked her a little bit higher. Because her objective is very clear. And what she does to achieve it is very clear. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. just, like, That's nothing true. is going to stand in the way. Not even my son. I'm going home. Yeah. So that's fair. I, I ranked you a little bit higher. Yep. All right. So my 15, I'm putting him slash them right in the middle just because I'm like, how do I rank them? Because they're kind of more there for comedic effect. But I put Kazi in the tracksuit mafia at number 15. Mm. Um, where, where do you have them? Do you have them in their top 10? He's not in my top 10. Okay. So we're going to talk about him now. Where is he for you? He's my number 11. Okay, cool. He's um, outside the top 10. Yeah, so so I put him a little lower just because, like I said, like I don't think the Traxu Mafia are necessarily menacing villains. Like, I'm never scared of them, but they are fun mm. to watch. Like, I'm, I'm very yes. much a fan of them, and it's him especially. I think he's got a lot of good backstory and, and relevance with, um, with Echo's character, but I think he's got a little less relevance in hawkeye's story like I, I think hawkeye's main villains are not him like I, I think that's a problem with hawkeye is that there's so many villains where which ones are more relevant than the others i think it depends on the person you're looking at like for kate bishop like kazi's not really a hugely influential character to that storyline but he is for sure. Echo. like he's honestly one of the main you know characters involved with her so like I, I think it's a little all over the place with backstory and relevance but i think the performance is solid i think the style is obviously great the track suits like obviously iconic uh christmas costumes i wish we saw more of them or, or halloween yeah. costumes i wish we saw more tracksuit mafia this past year maybe we'll get them next year um and fear factor I, I guess they're a little scary they're just not as scary for me like they're there i think a little bit more for comedic effect especially the guys who like drive the vans and stuff i love their commentary and stuff it's just I put him right in the middle because I don't really know what to do with him. Kind of same with where I, I put Valentina at 16 for the same reasons. Like, I just don't know. Um, they're kind of, like, lumped into the middle. But you had him at 11. What, what do you think of Kazi and the tracksuit mafia? 
I mean, Dill, the selling point for me was really just this performance. Um, mm. uh, he he is a funny name. I'm just pulling Frothy. it up. Yeah. Frothy. Free. Frothy. Yeah. Frothy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He he was I I just really, really great in this role. Really effective. Like, um, you know, you, you just believe everything um, when he's on screen and just like the tracksuit mafia as like a whole, like, as you said, like, well, not very scary, but um, very fun to watch and comedic and, and mm. all that. But I do find Kazi to be a little scary. So I ranked mm. him a little bit, I'm assuming maybe a little higher than you for when it came to fear factor. And I yeah, really, I gave him a, like, a 2.5 for fear factors, like right in the middle. I gave them a 2.5 for Fear Factor. Oh, okay. So there we go. So we're on the same Wow. There we go. Um, but it, it, it was really just uh, uh, Frothy's performance specifically that like really uh, sold this character for me. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So he's really high on my list. <laughs> um, awesome. So my number 14 was your 20. That was... Uh, Ravona and your number 15 was Drake off. We already got, so let's get to our 13s, which I believe you alluded to earlier. That's where I have uh Electro. You that was your what was that for you? 23. I didn't, 20... uh, I didn't like talk about my 17, 16, or 15, or 14. Your 17 was Arsham, your 16 was Najma, your 15 was Drake off, and your Oh yeah, let's get to your fourteen now. Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. My eighteen is Najma. My seventeen is Arishim. Did I say that wrong? Did I tell you the wrong things? I think so. Wait. So okay. Let, let me go. Let's 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 do a little like roundup check. Let, let's just let's yeah. get back on back on track. So your twenty five was Todd Phelps. And your twenty four was Titania. Yeah. Twenty three yeah. was Lizard. Twenty two Sandman. Yeah. Uh, what's your twenty one? My 21 is um, Max Dillon slash Electro. Yeah. Okay. So that, okay. We'll talk about him soon. What, your 20 was Ravona. Yeah. Your 19 was Crow. Yeah. What was your 18? Not Najma. Oh, okay. You told me that was your 16. So what is your 17? Arishem? Arishem. What is your 16? Um, Kingpin. Okay. Kingpin's in my top 10. So so now we're, we're caught. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so you're, okay. you're 16, uh, yeah, and then your 15's Drake off, right? Yes, yeah. What's your 14? My 14 is Arthur Haro. Which Arthur is Harrow. also in my top 10. All right, so now we're at our 13. And my 13 okay. is your 21. So that's okay. Max Dillon. So, yeah, we will talk about Max Dillon now. Sorry, I, okay. I, I, we must have gotten out of, out of hand. No there. worries. Um, my It's probably my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, I just knew you would have Kingpin and Arthur Haro uh, higher on list uh but max 13 i i think again like my brain gives him more backstory because him and andrew garfield have such a cool dynamic in that first in that second spider-man movie um mm -hmm. i get where how if you're looking at it just here it's like he doesn't have a ton of backstory but he does have moments with him later andrew garfield and i like i, I just think because we're getting to see his face and we're getting more of a performance than we are with Kurt Connors and Sandman, you know, like Kurt Connors and Sandman, it's all voiceover. Whereas here it's like, he's actually doing the work on set. He wasn't just hired for one day in a vocal booth. Like the other two were, um, yeah. even so much so that when they transform into people at the end, that's archival footage of Sandman and lizard. That's not 
they didn't film that on set. That's like stuff they used from the previous Spider-Man movies. Whereas him, like he's actually on set doing the performance, Jamie Foxx. And I like this new suit. I think the mm. style, I've given him a lot of points for it. Like a cool new vibe to Electro. He's actually scarier than like whatever that CGI blue mess was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. So I gave him a lot more performance points and style points and fear factor points than I did Lizard and Sandman, which is why he jumped all the way to 13. But still, like, he's not as big a villain as the other two in that movie. So for that reason, he's just outside my top 10, but he's my 13. Um, what do you think of Max Dillon? Why do you rank him in your bottom five? I ranked him in my bottom five just because, like, I felt like these three kind of all went hand in hand. Uh, mm. Lizard, Sandman, and Electro. Um, he's my highest of the three of them just because I think that he's, for me, scarier than the other two. And he kind of, like, it's clear why he wants to still exist in you know, Tom Holland's mm. universe is like, he's like, wow, I've never felt power like this before. I could be the most powerful being here. And so he kind of really like goes like rogue a little bit. Like he kind of goes on his own mission mm -hmm. and is like, well, I'm, I'm going to be like, you know, th this is for me now that I, I'm doing this. Um, so I just, you know, ranked him a little bit higher for those reasons. Cool. Um, so let me wait, just give me one second. Um, and Jamie Foxx is just amazing. 18 plus 23. All right. Yeah. I just needed to, to fix the, the math on one of those for a sec. All right, cool. So what is your number 13 again? You, you had Arthur Harrow there? No, Arthur Harrow is my 14. Oh, who's your 13? My 13 is, uh, Taskmaster. Master. Okay. Taskmaster. Talked, I, I already <laughs> talked. I had her in my better 22. So tell me, Kels, what do you... What do you like about Taskmaster? She's all the way up here. You're 13. So Taskmaster, um, I, she, she was, okay. The way that you, so you sent me a list of the villains, basically like in order of how like the movies came out. So she mm -hmm. was one of the first people that I ranked. Um, so I kind of like based everyone else off like around what I gave her. Yeah. Cause she's um, one of the first one. Cause Black Widow came out earliest. Yeah after yes television. yeah so first of all i think that she's scary i like how she can mimic like literally anything and kind of like perfect any kind of fighting style so i think that gives her like you know she doesn't necessarily have her own unique style personal to her but she can mimic <coughs> excuse me any style she wants <coughs> excuse me i'm so sorry um and yeah, and we get, do get some backstory for her. She is relevant to Natasha's past. Um, you know, this is someone that she presumed, uh, presumed she killed in in her past, and mm -hmm. uh, she ends up, you know, being alive. and And I just, I like the look of her. I like that it's almost like really mechanical and like almost robotic. Like you, you're not until we see her face. Like we don't even know like who who's behind the mask. Um, and yeah, so I, I I really liked her a lot, and I thought that mm. it was I I love a villain that is able to do their own um, work for them. So I I ranked her higher than some of the others who are yeah. kind of just like tell people what to do and where to go. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, I, I like her style the most. Like, I think she's a cool fighter. But again, like, I just get very little of her as a character. Like, she almost feels like kind of that side 
kind of like just henchman type thing like go fight that person like she only exists to fight until the end when we find out her real sure. relevance and her importance to the story but again i think because she's also in the mask for so long like she got very low performance points for me like yeah obviously the the fighting she did wasn't her it was a stunt double so it's like the actual stuff that olga kurlienko did and i love her she's great in the james bond movies but like she barely got to do anything here so like i i think right. that docked uh, some points for me I, I just think on rewatch i might like it more knowing who she is and knowing all that but like i just really couldn't get behind her as much i i, I think the villains in black widow are a little lacking I, I think the heroes are so much better especially because like yelena and red guardian essentially feel like anti-heroes almost because like there's a little bit of a, like a tarnished past with her that like i'm more invested in their characters than i am the actual antagonist of the movie like i think red guardian's obviously not a villain but he's like you know he's he's kind of like opposing force at times to natasha and i like that dynamic more than i like the actual villain dynamic in the movie um mm -hmm. yeah i think her fighting style puts her higher than some of the others for me but she was in my bottom five just because she left a, a small impact and i think because of the hype we had going into it we were like who's who's playing taskmaster who's it gonna be Is right it gonna be right right we already know um we had like this whole guessing game and then it ended up being this great actress but it's like not a very famous actress and like a character that had died but then oh no she didn't but like also mm. we just met her anyways it's like it wasn't this huge great reveal um like yelena's was in hawkeye you know we, we almost put yelena on this list because she is a villain in hawkeye but at the same time she, we knew her as a hero first for black widow so we didn't we didn't put her on but um okay moving on to number 12 number 12 i have uh this is a great year for a great phase for women villains so i'm gonna keep the train going um this is now in our top half uh, I have Carly Morgenthau at number 12. She's my number 12. Look at that. Simpatico. Um, let's talk about her. I, I, I think she's a good villain. I think she's a better character than she is a villain. I, mm -hmm. I, I think she's kind of got the Ravona thing of like, she fucks up a lot, but I think that's what makes her human. Um, yeah. I, I like her story. I think they muddled her story a little bit in the fact that they had to reshoot it because it was about a vaccine and a pandemic and they had to rewrite that side of the story obviously right um, sure i think she lost a little bit of agency there but i think she's still a good presence of, of a character i think she has a very tragic end uh that i really like to see she's one of those characters that just feels more like an antagonist than a villain which i really mm -hmm. like i like when they're not just like a full-fledged evil person um so yeah. her relevance and backstory is like super high for me her performance is super high it's just her style and fear factor is a little lower for me but yeah yeah, I agree with you, Dill. Yeah, it's a great performance. Um, I think that she's definitely relevant to the making of Sam Wilson's Captain America. So mm -hmm. I ranked her, a, a, I gave her a few, through through her a few bones for relevance. Um, and I think that she's kind of just like a little badass. Like, I'm kind of sad that she's gone because mm -hmm. she, you know, it's very clear what she wants and it's very clear what she's fighting for. And you can understand why she's fighting for what she's fighting for. Just the way she's going about it is not great. But um, yeah, she's she, I just think that she's really cool. And this is a really in, uh, interesting character, interesting objective. Um so yeah, she's my number 12. I love that we, you said, this is a great year for women. I was like, no way. Is Dill about to say that his number 12 is Carly? Because it's also mine. That's awesome. Um, well, number 11, let's keep the train rolling. My number 11 is Maya Lopez, aka Echo. Do you have her in oh, your top 10 or is she your 11? Yeah. No, no, no. She's in my top 10. Kazi okay. is my 11. Kazi is your 11. All right. So we finished our middle tier. Um, so there's a that I have, uh, higher that you don't have i think only two 
So we're 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 the same, except there's two villains that I had in the middle that you have in your top ten, and there's two that you had in the middle that I have in my top ten. So let's talk about one of the ones that you had lower that I have in my top ten. That's Kingpin. Kingpin is my number ten. Um, Wilson Fisk. Okay. Where was he on your list again? He is my number sixteen. 16. All right. The re- the only reason I have him higher, because I don't think he's very relevant. Obviously, he is relevant. And it's kind of the same thing as with the Spider-Man villains. Like, his backstory for me is enhanced because I know him from Daredevil. But it's like, obviously, separating Daredevil because it's not in the MCU. Then he doesn't have his story. But the- he's very scary, very good performance. Yeah. And he's got a cool style. So I think that's what really put him in my top 10. Like, even though I don't think it's the best version of Kingpin, I think they could have done a lot more with his character in this series. I still mm-hmm. think he is a very hulking, scary presence, and I I love to see him in, in the show. Uh, so he made my top 10 because of that, and he is a straight-up villain, opposed to Maya, who I had 11, who I think is a little bit more of an anti-hero. I think she, like mm-hmm. this villain, holy through and through. So um, that's how it ended up being in the rankings. Like him and Maya... He ended up getting a total of 17.9 and Maya was a 17.7. So like it was like the two of them were teetering right there. And so he, he just edged her out a bit. Um, but what do you think of Wilson Fisk? I know you had him a little lower, but he's still in your like higher up than, than your bottom. Yeah. Um, I just thought that he didn't really do a ton in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I mean, they introduced him really, really late in the game. Um, so it's not entirely his fault, but he definitely ranked uh really high for fear factor he is a very fearful man um it's a great performance and i ranked him a little bit higher uh when it come when it came to relevance just because it's he's another one of those characters that i can feel becoming relevant later on in the mcu mm-hmm. um so yeah he's just kind of lower down just because i i really don't think that he did much and i don't you said that he has a cool style, Dill, but I honestly, I don't know what his style is because he's just kind of like this big mass that can like take bullets and arrows. Like, I don't really understand it. Yeah, <laughs> I-, I was thinking more of like, he's got the suit and the cane and the ring. Oh, and, like, like his, the, like his costume. Like his actual short. physical. Yeah. Like, I mean, who was my Halloween costume? Like the Hawaiian. Like he's he's dressed so nicely, and then yeah, like yeah, punches like I, I kind of like yeah. that. Just I like get it. I, I get mean, it. I'm a Hulk guy, so like you know, I, I guess I just like the big guys who could just boom, <laughs> like punch you across the room. I don't know. Yeah. Um, who is your number ten? My number ten is Wen Wu. Okay, he's my number seven. So we'll talk about him now. Um, so Wen Wu, yeah, he's. <sighs> let me let me pull him up here. Uh, you start because I I have a lot of he's he's an interesting one for me you start (laughs) um he this is well first of all he's he has a great performance um i think that i ranked him higher in style just because i loved the fight choreography in this movie and i Mm -hmm. loved like especially when we first meet him and he first meets his wife um and they have that whole basically like dance together Mm -hmm. um so i ranked him higher um I also think that, you know, it's it's very obvious what he's trying to do here. He believes that his wife is still alive and she's being held captive and he's just trying to do everything that he can to get his wife back. Um, and, you know, he's wrestling a lot of demons. I think that he's really in denial throughout this movie because he, at the end of the day, he knows he's the reason why his wife is dead. It, he just can't come to terms with that. And this movie is kind of just like him coming to terms with that and also trying to, you know, rebuild this relationship with his children um i 
I have him right on number 10 of my top 10, just because I feel like this is, you know, a villain that we've kind of seen before. He feels really familiar yes. to the MCU. That's, yep. Yep. So. Yeah. That's yeah. my, that's my thing too, is like, he is my seven. I love him as a character. I think he is such a good character. Great performance. Great mm-hmm. villain, great backstory. I mean, he's the Mandarin. I mean, you go back to Iron Man 3, like that is a big backstory. He's a great, relevant character. But again, like we've seen the whole like dad thing. Like, I just feel yeah. like it's such a common trope now. But I'm like, if this had come out in phase one, then we'd probably be saying that about other performances and not him. So like, he was a tricky one for me because like, I love this character so much. But it's like, I, I just when I did the rankings, and the numbers and stuff, he ended up seven. And I'm looking at my top six and I'm like, yeah, like that's a good top six. It's just really good crop of villains. So it's like top 10 alone is great. But I'm like, wow, like the fact that he made seven, I'm like, how did that happen? But but now that I'm looking at him. Like, OK, Um, <laughs> number nine. Who's who's your number nine? Kels? My number nine is um Otto Octavius. Well, guess what, Kelsey? Daka. Guess what, Kels? Go ahead. Is he also, also your number, number nine? nine? Yes, he is. Yay! Um, so wow. Dr. Obviously, I think he gets docked a few points in the fact that he's a hero for half of it. You know, like he sure. he gets cured. He's the first one cured, and I, I like mm-hmm. him. Um, but like, yeah, those arms, those tentacles. He's never not going to be the best style. Like, I think style he ranked highest for me. Let me just check. Um, out of the second, ones from No Way Home, or yes. in general. Uh, in in general, he ranked my number. He's my number three in style. There's two people I have higher than him in style. Like he is all about the the style and the and the performance and the mechanics of it all. I, I mm-hmm. think his character in this one is a little bit more heroic. Like he doesn't get a lot of like juicy villain stuff in this movie. That's why he's sure. my mind. I I think as a villain in Spider-Man Two, he'd be my number one easily. But like because we're looking at just this movie i think he's a little uh-huh. lower for that reason but i i love him as a villain i think he's a great character um alfred molina is amazing obviously uh yeah what, what, what do you got to say about doc Ock? well dill ironically the reason why he's higher for me is because he kind of goes through like a whole arc mm. you know like i we never like the villains in these movies always get their comeuppance like right at the end. And it's like in the last like 10 minutes where they kind of like really learn a lesson and like, you know, face what they've done. If, if they do, if they're not just straight up dying or dead by the end of the movie. Mm. So I like how he kind of like, you know, he's cured and he's able to kind of, you know, be there for uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker and really like help him throughout the rest of the movie. Um, So that's honestly the reason why he's higher up for me. He's right under the last villain that we, neither of us have talked about yet uh, when it comes to no way home, just because uh, he does, you know, he is more of a hero towards the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And um, isn't quite as scary as the other one. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll get to the other one. Um, sure. Very cool. Yeah. Very great performance. Um, yeah. Love him. I, I I think honestly, if I had done your whole, like you need backs, you, you can't just rely on the other movies for backstory because they're not in the MCU. Mm. He would have been even lower. Um, you know, I put him higher because I'm like, wow, like he actually has that backstory too with, with Toby. And they have that moment where he's like, um, Oh my God, I forget the, what they say to each other, but I'm not going to say it because it might be on trivia anyway, but I, whatever they, okay. their, their little exchange they have is, is so good. Um, sure. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Oh, let's go to your number eight. What's your number eight? 
My number eight is Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. Um. Okay. How about this? If they're in like our top three, let's save them for later. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so higher. I gather he's in your top three. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe my oh. top three. Maybe higher. Um. <laughs> all right. So let's let's go to. Don't look so okay. surprised. They're they're all good villains, Kels. Don't judge my list. You're making me. Feel I bad. I'm right, not judging. Eight, I'm just shocked. Number eight. I have Mr. Christian Bale for Gore the God Butcher. Holy hell, Dill. We're gonna have to save him for later. Okay. Um. Now we're at number seven. My number seven was Shu and Wu. So we've already. Um, who's your number seven? My number seven is John Walker from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He almost made my top four. He's my top. You're my top three. He's my four. He's my four. So he's my number four villain. Um. He's your seven. You said. Yes. All right. Cool. Let's talk about him now. Um. Whew, like what an amazing character like this character the reason i had him so high he's pathetic but i think because he's pathetic he's even better villain like because he's so smug mm. and like his fighting style is what i docked him for only because it's like we've seen him before the kind of like you know guy who can throw a shield and be you know scary or whatever i don't think he's that scary like because we know what we know but i think his backstory and relevance is so important in making sam wilson cap and like his performance mm-hmm. for me, number two performance um, after one that you just mentioned earlier. Um, he's my number two performance. I love his performance so, so, so much in this role. Like his performance is what brings it for me. Um, so tell me, why, why do you have him all the way up at seven? Because we both had him pretty high. Uh, he's just a good villain just because he really like, he is his own worst enemy and he just gets in his own way. And it is a very good uh, performance by um, Wyatt Russell mm-hmm. and I think that yeah he's definitely I ranked him pretty high for relevance because um, like I said before for a couple others um, I see him obviously we know that he's going to be in Thunderbolt so he's going to be more relevant um, later on um, and you know he's super relevant for uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America and he's he's kind of scary. I gave him like kind of a middle of the road ranking for Fear Factor, a two point five mm. out of out of five. Oh wow! Um, and yeah, you just like he's one of those villains where you just see them on screen and you're like physically annoyed. You're yeah. just like so irked. And, but I and still want to watch that's, him. That's no, but so I still want to watch like, him. Yeah. yeah, I'm like wow, yeah, so good. So yeah, a, a, a villain that evokes a good emotional response out of me easily like is higher up on my list for sure yeah for sure um all right who's your number six a little bit above him i put uh madame hydra that contessa valentina allegra de fontaine miss julia louis dreyfus yeah I, 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 did. Have her, I have her 16 so you put her 10 spots higher um so she was lower we saved her for later um tell me why are you so scared of <laughs> of this girl who has not done anything except for come up to people and give them a a, a business like, I'll talk to you later. like i don't uh, she's a, a cool business card that has nothing on it <laughs> a, a great performance a great style but like mm-hmm. i don't get a ton of fear factor and relevance relevance i think she'll grow with relevance like but yeah she hasn't done anything with been doing yet but but you sell me on her sell me on her why is she in your top six 
she's in my top six just because she's one of those people that just exudes like power and confidence that she doesn't even Mm -hmm. have to do much like she can like simply just walk into frames hand people cards or ipads and just be like here's your next assignment see you later and it's just like uh, first of all the performance is one of the highest performances like score that I gave out of all of okay. them. Uh, just because I think I, that might be a little biased because I love uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, right. But yeah, uh, she, she's a great performance. I ranked her higher for relevance because obviously we're seeing that she's going to become a pretty potent character in the MCU. Um, obviously, we don't really get much of her backstory. I mean, we get a little bit, a little, little kind of sliver mm-hmm. of of her life in um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But even then, it's like, it has nothing to do with like how and why she came to be. Um, I love, I like her style. I like that she is like some purple in her hair. And like, she's always wearing like slick, like jackets and like, like knee high boots. And yeah, like I, 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 I enjoy her. I enjoy her a lot. And I'm excited for what's to come when it comes to Madame Hydra. I just I think oh shoot I never changed the picture I'm so sorry guys um oh I'm there she is writing up yeah there we go again like I just want more like I, I don't know where yeah. what her overall purpose is and I honestly think Black Panther hurt her a bit because she wasn't really a villain there she was just kind of around you know what I mean like I, I think the more we see of her the less of an impact I'm getting I just okay it should be the opposite and here's another thing Dill. it's like she's only done so much like she's like we saw her in like falcon the winter soldier that's been the most we've seen of her we saw her in the post-credit scene of black widow but it's like just from watching her in falcon the winter soldier and now we we just see her pop up in like two projects so far and we already know just from seeing her that some shit's going down and i think that that's power and like that's for sure you know what i mean like it's yeah, like no, it's like oh god she's here so something fishy might be happening you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i just i and, and i like that because and i and i kind of enjoy the fact that we don't even fully know what she's up to but mm-hmm. we just know that it's it's gonna be something that you know it's gonna be crazy yeah so i like her um <laughs> cool uh sorry i'm just writing these down so when we rank them later i'm not just like spending all the time writing them writing them down um all right my number six you had a lady i'll have a lady i don't know this might be higher for you i have agatha harkness agatha harkness is in my top three so we know two of your top three. Great. Uh, my okay. num- your number six. Go for your- oh you. You already have your number six. So my number five. You already talked about him earlier. I'm surprised you had him so low. Arthur Harrow here at number. Please five. sell me on Arthur Harrow, Dill. <laughs> okay. Let's get his picture. Um, where did you have him again? He is my number fourteen. Okay. So you still have him toward your top half, but I, yeah. I think there's something so menacing about how like he just gets into your brain he's he's the manipulative he's he's the quiet type of villain that like is almost scarier than one who was who'd be like haha he's not the he's not the you know like he's not the one who's like hi i'm gonna kill you and like i'm gonna make it spectacular he's like Mm. very methodical very you know i i gave him a lot of style points because just the idea of putting 
glass in your shoes and walking around with them and like having that mm. like long hair like there's something about his style that is just so creepy that i love um there's something about his fear factor he would scare him down an alleyway just because he has those mm. like little the tattoo with the little things that move like he, of style scales. he was he was one of my highest in style but also like i i like his back i think he's got a good backstory a good relevance he's very relevant in the story uh not in the MCU, but definitely in this story particularly, he's, he's got a good relevance. And the performance is amazing. I mean, you're getting a world-class actor, Ethan Hawke, multiple Oscar nominee to be in this role. I just think he really delivers it well. It's this really pensive, quiet villain, but I like it all the much more for that. He's almost kind of, like, in control of the god. Like, he doesn't do a lot of his own fighting, but when he does fighting, he kills people pretty easily. Like, he's someone who's just every time I watch Moon Knight, which is not a lot, but I've seen it a few times now, like, just mm. so creepy and and so scary. Like he he's just such a different villain, and I think that's what most I'm what appealed to. Um, but but tell me, like, what what do you think about Arthur? Because you had him a little lower. Obviously, you had him high enough, but um, yeah, yeah. What, what what do you think of him? Uh, he I I can totally get what you're saying. I can appreciate the fact that like he is he does have a very different approach to being a villain. Like it's not very mm. outward. It's very like controlled and simple and like what he is trying to do like you know he, his performance draws you in it's a very good performance from ethan hawk and honestly that's the highest um category that i rated him in um mm -hmm. i just think that for me relevance backstory and style were pretty low because really okay. uh, like he's well okay so by the end of moon knight like he's dead or like I, right. we're, we're assuming he's very dead because jake Lockley, you know, shoots him in that limo. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't really have a ton of backstory on him other than the fact that he was Conchu's um avatar before Mark Spector, and now he's Amit's. And like I, I can understand what he's trying to do. He wants to get rid of evil before anyone has done any evil, but it's he's it, it's just he's not very scary to me. Like, okay. I'm not very scared of him. Mm. Um, so, so the, gl the glass reasons. and the shoes and, and the, the tattoo of the scales <laughs> wasn't wasn't good enough style points. No, I, I no. get it. And, and I, those, those flashes to, like, the asylum stuff, too, is also so cool. Like, the way he's able to convey that. Like, his performance is just so yeah, good. Yeah, like, that is good. My second rated performance. Uh, sorry, third behind John Walker and another person, which we'll talk about later. Um be yeah, I, I get what you're saying with backstory and relevance. He's a little lower for me, but his style and fear factor—he was enough. Um, he's in my top five though. Like he really made a good impact, and I, I think I just like that series so much. What I noticed is that the more I liked a project, the more likely it was to go higher. Um, yeah. Okay, I can understand. Actually, that. no, that's that's not the case because my Eternals villains are low, and I have yet to talk about a Doctor Strange versus Madness villain. So. Uh, scratch all that my theory okay <laughs> strike it but, from the record i think the fact that i like moon knight so much helps is what i'm saying um my number four is john walker we already talked about him who is your number four um my number four is um maya lopez echo all right i figured that's where you had her um she was my number 11 she was right outside my top 10 and i kind of said it earlier it's because uh i think she's more of an anti-hero she is an antagonist in this particular series, yeah. And I think her fighting style is great. I think she's got a good story, a great relevance. I think the performance mm -hmm. is good. I think they could have given her a little bit more to do. Um, but I don't find her all that scary just because I knew she was going to have a spinoff. So I knew there was a redeeming quality about her. And I think mm -hmm. when you have so many villains in the show, 
the villains who are more just villainous kind of mask her in a way. That's kind of how I felt like Kazi too. Like Kingpin, because he comes in a big statement, I feel like it almost her and and Kazi lesser villains and Yelena mm-hmm. too, just because like they're more redeeming now. And and that's the only reason I kept her out of my top ten because she has a redemption that I think the top ten none of them really do. <laughs> uh, mm. Maybe one other one okay. that we haven't talked about yet, but like both have in their top three actually um mm. but like you know there's some redemption for everyone but like she i think has the most redemption i think that honestly points in a villain's ranking but again she's a great antagonist and yeah i, I, I love her i mean she's my top 11 like 11 is my favorite number so like maybe she is my favorite um but but tell me kelsey why is she so high for you she's in your top four that's a, that's a great thing too it's not me judgmentally being like why is she in your top four uh tell us why she's in your top four <laughs> I just think she's so cool, Dale. I think that Mm. she's so cool. She has, you know, she's deaf and she has a prosthetic foot and but she nothing deters her like like she she's just so so cool. She she's like a world class MMA fighter. She like you know, her whole thing, her whole objective is very clear. Like she, you know, is trying to avenge her father's death in a way she is her own Avenger. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I just think that, I just think that she's so cool and it's such a great performance. It's such a heart, well, uh, heart uh, warming performance from this actor. And, and, and honestly, the backstory, I, I ranked her high for backstory because she does get a whole episode dedicated to like how she came to be. And it's yeah. honestly, I think, if not my favorite, at least one of my favorite episodes of Hawkeye yeah, because it was just so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a great episode that, you know, a tiny Maya with her father and 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 all that stuff. Um and and honestly, for the same reasons why I have uh, Doc Ock in my top ten, that's why she's kind of so high for me is because she does get a redemption arc. I mm. I, I like that in a in a villain um, who kind of you know comes to terms and you know comes to their senses kind of thing. It's very much like she doesn't let like her anger cloud her anymore and cloud her judgment. Where like Kazi does, like he's just in it for the bloodshed and you know to like be be the tough bad guy uh but for maya like she you know it you know she comes to her senses and kind of realizes like everything that i'm doing even if i do hunt and find this ronin like it's not gonna bring my dad back at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so i kind of do like that she you know has has her own little arc that she does go through some uh character development um and i just think that she's so cool she's just so so freaking cool that's it really for me (laughs) <laughs> um, I just realized we did, we skipped over your top five. You're number five, but knowing yeah. who who's but knowing who's in my top three, I assume five is in my top three. Who's your number okay. five? Okay, uh, Namor. Yeah, he's in my top three. All right, so okay, we, we've now gotten we've now gotten to our top three, though. So so uh, Kelsey has we both have one person in our top three the same, and then okay, I have two people. Kelsey's already mentioned. Kelsey has two people. I've already mentioned. So let's go to our number threes. My number th- one that we haven't mentioned. So we can talk about them now, or we can wait. If if they're your number one, we'll wait. Is Scarlet Witch your number one? Scarlet Witch is not my number one. Okay, where is she for you? She's my number three. She's my number two. Okay, cool. Let's talk about her now then. Um, again, a great character obviously she was our number one hero when we did our heroes bracket yes um, interesting. she's my number three villain i i think originally 
I gave her like a five for backstory because I'm like, we get so much backstory for her. But then I thought about it. And just because someone has a lot of backstory doesn't necessarily mean that the backstory is impactful. In this sense, I think the backstory didn't really just she took such a villainous turn that's always been my kind of complaint is the fact that okay like, her it's like the backstory for her as a villain is just the post credit scene of wandavision it's going i did all this growth and now ah, i'm slipping back into it i need to find my kids and i think if you watch all of wandavision it's actually hurting the backstory for her in what multiverse of madness because it makes it seem like she's more redeemed she's on a redemption arc you know, and then she just slips back into her old ways. So honestly, I had her high on backstory, and then I docked her. Where she makes up for it is everywhere else. Performance, I gave a four point two. It was high. Relevance, I gave a four point eight because I think she is the most relevant villain of the MCU of this rank. Yeah, obviously she's super yeah. relevant. Um, backstory, I as I said, I docked her down to a four, but four is great. Style, I gave her a four point five. I think her style, her new suit, is so sexy and so cool and so badass. Um, and yeah. Then fear factor, I gave her a four one like she is scary um yeah so i put her up by either four or above on all the categories um so like I, I think that only goes to show how strong she is i don't like that movie very much and i think it's because i don't think they did a good job setting her up as a villain but in the movie herself itself she's a scary ass villain she's really good really well designed um i love wanda you know how much i love wanda i i think it's yep. a little bittersweet because i don't like her villain. i like her more as a hero um You're right but again like hey if you're gonna go out with a bang go out having fun and, and you can tell elizabeth wilson had fun in her final performance so um what do you think of of scarlet witch why why is she your number two um and and actually i don't even know who your number one is yet we'll find out soon but why um is she number two so she okay so i'm looking at her scores that i gave her dill and honestly i gave her fives across the board except in one category which was fear factor well, yeah i think um, i don't think i gave a five all day i think the highest I went was 4.9 for another I gave, for another person. Yeah. I gave her fives like across the board just because like I'm obsessed with this performance and this take for the character mm -hmm. and like her powers. Like I could watch endless amount of movies about Scarlet Witch. Um, and I gave a five to the uh, villain who is my number one um, for performance as well. Um, I gave her all fives except for one category, which was fear factor, only because I gave her a four out of five. Not because I don't think that she's not scary. It's just because at the end of the day, I kind of knew that she was gonna not always be this way kind of thing. Like I was, mm -hmm. I was waiting for her to kind of, you know, come to her senses and realize like she's, you know, kind of lost her shit and whatever. Um, but it's, and so by the math, she really should be my number one. I only read, so I, based off the math alone, I put all my, you know, villains in order. And then I kind of tweaked it a little just because I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I guess the numbers, like on paper, I guess this person is higher than this person. But in my heart, no, this person really should be here. And I moved people around. Um, mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, like she was my number one Um when it came down to it, but I, I put her, I moved her back down to uh, number two, just because, you know, she's no, she's only a villain only for this movie. And um, the person that I have is number one, I think is a better just villain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, great character though. And I'm excited. Hopefully they'll bring her back some way somehow. Uh, 
you know, I hope she's not really gone. No one's really gone. Um, yeah, no one's really truly gone in the MCU. <laughs> Ask Loki. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so she was my number three, your number two. Who is your number three? My number three? My number three is Agatha Harkness. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> um, I did not expect that number one. Okay, now I know who your number one is. Um, Agatha, as I said, is my number six. So obviously we both had her very high. Um, I, the only reason I kept her out of my top five is because I think because she's a little bit more played for laughs and jokes, she's not as scary to me, but she's got a great yeah. backstory. I love that backstory of hers, uh, the witch, you know, being burned at the stake, all that stuff. Um, yeah. but I also, when I think about it, I'm like, is that the right message you'd be getting is the fact that like, isn't the whole point of the witch trials that everyone thought they were witches, but they really weren't. And they were being treated unfairly, but now this kind of confirms that there were witches. So it's like, Hmm. Anyway, that just made me think. You know I think I mean? that I think the people accused during the Salem witch trials weren't actually witches, and I think no. that the real witches were probably much better at hiding the fact that they were witches. Well, I also don't think they're real witches. I think that's the whole point is that everyone was like, "They're witches, they're witches," and that's why it was so fucked up what they were. Well, doing I think in like a women. mythical sense, like if witches were real, you know what right, I mean? True. Yeah. Anyway, but this is a myth. For purposes so, yeah, of this okay. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, performance obviously really great. Relevance, I think she's relevant, but like. I think Wanda still goes on the path she goes on without her um, or not, not without her, but like, you know what I mean? Like I still, I don't think she's as effective on the overall MCU as she is on like Wanda's character specifically. And then yes. extension, Wanda, you know, anyway, uh, but yeah, backstory is high for me. Style is very high for me. I love her style mm -hmm. in the different sitcom stuff. And as Agatha in terms of her wardrobe, but also the way she fights um, it is the same as Wanda though, in terms of like out of the hands and like the kind of like making all this stuff so like that doctor a little bit for style but again like i think she's great I, I think she's fun she's one of those like devilish villains um yeah yeah don't really have many other complaints yeah jill I, I i agree with everything you said i think that she's a lot of fun she obviously uh ranked really high for performance for me i mean katherine Kath hahn is just like excellent um I'm realizing that like the two uh, women like in comedy that I admire the most ended up in my top 10, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Catherine Hahn. Um, and I, that's definitely just me being just so incredibly biased. Did you see, did you see Glass Onion? No, I haven't. Is it on okay. Netflix? Uh, no, it, it had a one week theatrical run and then it'll be on Netflix in like a month. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but she's great. In it. She's great. In it. She's so fun. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. So, um, so obviously she's really high for performance or her, her style and her fear factor. I ranked her pretty high. I think that she's pretty scary. You know, she has this pet rabbit that she's like aggressively petting. I was just kind of waiting for her to just like take the rabbit and like, honestly, like snap its neck or something. Like I didn't know what she was going to do next. And obviously like, the twist, I mean, it's not really a twist because I feel like it's it, it was, you know, right there all along. It was Agatha all along. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we called it from the top. That You know, she has her own freaking theme song. Like she deserves to be in the top 10, I think, like at least. Um, and it's just a, such a delightful watch and performance. And for those reasons, she is my number three. Um, so my number two, which is your number five, is Namor, aka Namor, if you're American. Um, love Namor. Recency bias, obviously, he's very recent, but again, 
I think he's mm. a very well fleshed out character. I don't think he's a villain. I think he's an antagonist. You know, he's the opposing force yeah. in Shuri's story, but he is at at its core, like in his own values, doing the right thing. I think he gets the male points for me. I love his style. I think it's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, actually, no, he didn't get the most style points for me. He got the second most next to Wanda. So yeah, like that just goes to show. I love his style. His relevance is obviously important because he makes Shuri who she is as the they're without him she doesn't have that whole arc and like right discovery right i think his performance is amazing i think his backstory is amazing the only thing i put him a little lower on is fear factor just because he isn't as scary as some of the other villains for me like honestly i'd probably be fine getting a drink with namor you know he's intimidating but i'm not worried for my life like i am against sure. my number one who we, we we'll, we'll talk about in a sec um <laughs> whereas like like th- this guy's great mm. though like great character i think the black panther villains they just know how to write really great villains coogler ryan coogler yeah so. Um, he's amazing yeah what do you think yeah he's my number five uh he kind of sits right marking right my uh top five um just because yeah he stylistically he's just so cool um it's such a great performance it's such a captivating performance um just this whole world that Ryan Coogler created surrounding him and his people and the ocean was just so so cool um he does he's a little okay he's a little scary for me just because his little wings on his ankles (laughs) for whatever reason i can't handle looking at them they're very unsettling to look at for me i'm like oh my god i don't get it i don't like it i i i it it like gives me the heebie-jeebies i don't even like thinking about it right now um so yeah he's he's my number five it's a it's a really great performance and it's a really he's a really great character you know yeah so that was my number two your number two is wanda so it's time for your number one and i'm shocked that this guy ended up so high um because i remember you being like like oh my god this is the best villain ever when you saw it but your number one's gore the god butcher which is my number eight which makes it even funnier that your number eight is my number one, but we'll get there in a sec. Um, who? So tell me why you love Gore the God Butcher because uh, I, I like him. He's obviously in my top ten, but I didn't expect you to have this overwhelming love. Let me tell, tell, tell me about it. So I made the adjustment right at the end. I was talking about this a little bit when we were talking about Wanda to make him my number one instead of Wanda just because, like, I think that he's definitely scarier than Wanda like I like he gets it's one of those things with Wanda where like she kind of got more menacing looking in this film becoming the Scarlet Witch like I feel like as this movie went on and he the longer he was in um in possession of the Necro Sword he just got like his makeup and the design of him just got so eerie and scary and like his mouth was black and he had like sharp teeth and his you know like like the shadow realm sequence was very scary to me like this and at the end of the day you can honestly watch this performance and and kind of get it you know like he loses his daughter right at the beginning of the film he goes to um you know ask for help from from this god and he's laughed at and turned away and and absolutely loses it. And it's such a brilliant performance by Christian Bale. Like he doesn't look like Christian Bale at all. He is fully immersed in this character mm-hmm. and fully embodies 
Gore the God Butcher. And it's just so captivating. You can't help but watch it. And another reason why he's so scary is because he goes around killing gods, these omnipotent beings that are supposed to be immortal. He's going around taking out gods. And I just thought, mm. thought about the weight of that and right. this performance and the, how scary he was, honestly, looking back. Yeah. He's like really just the highlight of this film. Yeah. He uh, is for sure yeah. the best part of love of uh Thor Love and Thunder. Well, so, here's, here's my thing with him though is go I ahead. Think the, the movie is his biggest weakness. In the fact that like I think if he's in a better <laughs> movie, honestly, if they put him in a better movie that's maybe takes itself a little more seriously, like I think he ends up being like my top three villains, period. Not just in this phase. I think the difference for me, though, is I think because the movie itself is just such a jumbled up mess and because so much of itself doesn't take itself seriously, it, it lessens the fear factor for me because, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think in the context of that movie, he's not as scary for me because I think the stakes themselves are just not that high overall. Like, it just mm. kind of has, like, this careless nature to it, which a lot of people seem to love. I don't. I've said vocally on here. I think it's the worst thing the MCU has ever done. Um, but again, like, I think it's it's, you know, he's a good part of it. He is the best part of it. I think his performance is great. Matt Chapman always jokes. He's like, release the gore cut. And I want to see that too. Like if they more, make it more about him. And I think that's mm. another thing too, is they're trying to make it so much about Jane and Thor and stuff. That's lost in the shuffle. Um, and right. I think that's where his relevance and fear factor diminishes for me. I think his style is really good. His style is obviously very scary. Uh, his backstory is definitely the best part of him i think he's got a great backstory and his performance is obviously amazing um but again like i think because the movie is such a disservice to everyone in it i think <clears throat> he doesn't have as much of an impact as some of the other villains because like black panther were kind of forever i didn't love but i think because namor is such a compelling character and the movie is still done with a lot of care i, I really care a lot about namor even dr change and multiverse of madness i don't love it but i think sam raimi obviously is is giving his all to wanda and her character whereas i feel like here it's like gore the god butcher was an idea rather than a fully fleshed out you know taika waititi realization like i think he honestly was given this character and was like well here's how i'll put it in not like oh i don't know why either i can't do a new zealand but like you know what i mean like i, I feel like no, yeah. he had a story he wanted to tell and maybe this was a kevin feige thing like we gotta get christian we gotta get gore um i don't know the mechanics of that but i, I just feel mm. like he's underutilized even in that movie uh because he is so good i want almost more of him but i understand yeah. it i love it as a number one pick i think that's my own bias against that movie preventing me from sure him but he is such sure. a good character he is the best part of that movie and he gets a little not a redemption but he gets a cool little send-off to where he's still yeah. a villain but like because that's been my complaint about like echo and about uh doc Ock, is that like they get the redemption i know that's working for you but working against yeah. my ranking but i, I think he, get, he gets enough of a cathartic end without it being a total redemption which i also like um speaking of redemption my number one is norman osborne um interesting Green goblin and wow kels go ahead i think I only gave out, I didn't give out any fives, but I gave out two 4.9s, and they're both here. His performance, wow. Willem Dafoe's performance here is near perfect. I think, I think it is the perfect villain performance where it's it's relentless. But that moment where he is kind of playing nice before he slips is also really mm. convincing too. It's really interesting to see this warm Willem Dafoe in the soup kitchen eating, and you're like, has he changed? But then it's like, no, he hasn't. And I'm like, oh, that's mm. so cool. And you don't get a ton of backstory. His backstory is a low 
uh, 4.1. Um, and he also got style 4.1 for me because I think his style, I like the mask. I know a lot of people are like, that mask is hokey and he destroys it. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I kind of like the mask, but I like the mm. glider. I like the, the different pumpkin things he throws. I think style is great. His backstory, I did dock it only because, like you said, you have to know the other movies to get a backstory. But I think this character in particular, they give the most backstory to in this movie. I think they give you a sense of who he was, why he's important. The whole reason why they go on the mission they do is because Toby's like, yo, he, in my world, he dies. Um, or no, he doesn't say that, but Doc Ock says that. He's like, Norman died. Um, and I think you get a lot of the backstory there. I think he's super relevant. And here's my argument for that. He is making tom holland spider-man who he is and the fact that he's the one who kills aunt may he sets tom holland spider-man on this path and the whole thing that no way home preaches that i think is so brilliant is the idea that superheroes don't have to kill to get vengeance or their way or to save the world and i think that moment where he's about to kill him and then he doesn't i think norman is so monumental in tom holland spider-man's arc i keep saying tom holland spider-man because there's three of them but you know what I mean. yeah um no i get it in tom's arc it's like that's so important the idea that he spares norman and norman is basically the person that even at his darkest he's able to forgive and change i think that's huge for for his character going forward i think it's gonna have a long-lasting effect this character and i think that's another thing too just a villain from another spider-man movie being pulled in he feels like the main villain of this movie because he does take out aunt may because he is going after peter not just toby peter but tom peter and fear factor i gave him a 4.9 there too because he's scary as fuck like i would yeah. never want to meet him in an alleyway terrifying and the whole like um oh what does he say the when he like kind of has his oh norman's on sabbatical honey like that yeah. to me is like that's so good i love this character and i think it's a little bit of bias of him being my favorite childhood villain too in a superhero movie him and doc ock being the characters i watched on repeat as a kid but then seeing him in this movie even scarier i was like how do they make him scarier they made scarier, and maybe it is getting rid of the mask i love the mask i think it's cool Mm. Uh, we get that and the destroying of the mask which i think is a cool symbol of like this is a new norman he's even badder than ever he doesn't need a mask he's gonna show his real face because that's scary enough because willem dafoe's got a scary ass face I love it. I, 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 I'm interested to see why you put it so low. And, and again, I had your number one at number eight. You had my number one at number eight. So either way, like we're both kind wow. of in sync. But um, tell me about Norman because I just gushed about it. But I, I love this performance. I love this character so much. Uh, what, what do you What do you think of Norman? So Dill, he's definitely the scariest to me um, out of you know all the villains from No Way Home. Um, Wow, I feel like it says a lot for the phase four villains that your number one villain is a character from a past Marvel project that's not, I mean, that I guess is relevant to the MCU now, but it's not, right. it's very loosely connected to the MCU, I'd say, um, which is super, super interesting. I mean, I get it. It's a very good performance. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, they, they were in it for this one movie and there were so many of them that it was kind of hard to like really appreciate all five of them for what they were. Like, as I said before, like, it's really about like these two, like that I have in my top 10, Doc Ock and yeah. Green Goblin. Like the, those two are like the main ones I feel like of the film. And then the other oh, yeah. three are just kind of there to, you know, add to the excitement, I guess. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot going on in that movie. And 
I just think, you know, I just enjoyed other, um, like the, I just enjoyed like the heartiness and like the wholeness of the other villains we got Yeah, for better sure. more yeah. than, you know, and that's fair. this yeah. one guy out of this one fifth of these right. antagonists in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, he killed Aunt May. He killed Aunt May. Um, <laughs> he did do that. Yes. Thank you for reminding um, me. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, but it is, it's a great crop of villains and, and we, you know, we're, we got to wrap this up soon, but it, it is an amazing group of villains, uh, especially the top, like the top heavy. Uh, well, why don't I just rank them? Uh, Cause I, I combined our scores, uh, not awesome. our scores, but our, our, our rankings. So yeah. in a tied for 24th and 25th place tied at the bottom, obviously are Todd Phelps, uh, the Hulk King and Titania. They are our combined uh, with 49 points combined. Um, number 23 with 41 points, we have Najma, Kamran's mother, which was Kelsey's at 23. Then moving up the list, we have a three-way tie for 20th, 21st, and 22nd place. We have from Eternals, we have Crow. And then from Spider-Man No Way Home, we have Flint Marco, or sorry, Dr. Kirk Connors Lizard and Flint Marco. And then at number 19, we have uh, Arishem. At number 18, combined, we had the Taskmaster. At number 15, 16, 17, we have another three-way tie. We have a three-way tie between Electro, uh, Ravona Renslayer, and uh, Drakoff. That was our three-way tie, 15, 16, 17. Moving on, we have another tie at 13 and 14. We have the two villains from Hawkeye. We have Kazi, and then we have Kingpin. Our number 12 from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it is Morgenthau. At number 11, she came so close. We have Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. And then our top 10 combined. Uh, our number 10 ends up being Arthur Harrow. Our mm. number 9 ends up being from Spider-Man No Way Home, Doc Ock. Our number 8 ends up being uh, Wen Wu. Our number 7 is Echo, a.k.a. Maya Lopez. Our number 6 is... Where is he? Where is he? There he is. John Walker. <laughs> and then interesting three four and five is a tie between all of us so we have agatha harkness tied alongside our number ones being gore the god butcher and green goblin our number two is namor and our number one combined uh you had her at number two i had her at number three is scarlet witch aka wanda how about that wanda ends up one phase four villain I think that's a pretty cool list. I mean, that top represents that's a good one. list. That's a good ranking. Wanda and Namor. Um, it's interesting because we're getting in our top five, we're getting your number one, Gore, my number one, Norman. Then we're getting the first villain of phase four, Agatha. We're getting the last for Namor. And we're also getting Wanda, who is like just Wanda. Um, yeah. So I think our top five is pretty damn cool. Um, Kelsey, that was fun. What, what do you think of that? I mean, do you think we'll be looking back on this like we looked back at our other video villains ranking? Like, hmm, some things need to change. Because I know in retrospect, you'd probably put, um, what's his name? Zemo higher. And I know we didn't get look <laughs> yeah. at the old rankings, but we may do that next week maybe. I don't know. Um, what do you think of the ranking? I don't know. I feel pretty good about that list still. That was I, I feel pretty solid about that. I think that it's funny that what didn't Wanda end up being our like number one Avenger? in our yes. avengers draft yes pre pre multiverse of madness uh, post wandavision she was our number one in our bracket of heroes. yeah now she's our number one villain of phase four <laughs> and now she's our number one villain of phase four so i think that has yeah. a lot to say about elizabeth olsen and this character of wanda slash the scarlet right. witch so yeah. it, it, 
what else is there to say really uh so next week we are going to be doing like just kind of a year end wrap up talking about phase four talking about just the things we're excited for in phase five and just kind of we'll rank the films that and shows of phase four we'll just kind of wrap it up it'll probably be a shorter show but uh we need kelsey to have a little bit of a break before her big title match so next week's gonna be like a little wind down not much prep involved and then um the week after that we'll have our big title match and maybe maybe if i can get her and noah to send me some videos um by the end of by the time next week that we record maybe i'll show off a little promo too for that title match maybe i'll be able to scrap one up in time uh that's gonna take a while because i gotta go through all think about it yeah no of course anything for you um kelsey what what, uh where can they find it uh, you can find me on instagram at kelsey a kilpatrick you can follow me on tiktok at cause 13 or you can subscribe to my youtube channel cause productions that's right and you can find me at dylan randazzo just sorry dylan underscore randazzo twitter dylan randazzo 417 at tiktok and the dill pickle movie network on youtube sight and sound list uh just came out and starting in i'll be covering every single movie on the top 100 sight and sound uh not on this channel though i'm going to be doing it on a podcast because uh launching in january will be the dill pickle podcast where you can find all the other shows that aren't marvelous movie mondays we're our own feed dill pickle podcast will be everything else picture this frame nice those shows um and that'll be coming in January. Uh, otherwise, stick around. Next week, phase four wrap up. And then the week after, we got a big title match. It's going to be exciting. See you guys. Bye.